You're listening to the Grow Your Own Food Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow fresh fruit, vegetables, and even grains in your own backyard. In every episode, you'll get growing tips, recipe inspiration, and more. Ready to get growing? Then let's jump in. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 58 of the Grow Your Own Food podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Smith, and today we are talking about something that is not really related to growing food or growing vegetables of any sort, but it is related to having to be outside growing vegetables and fruits and growing your own food, and that is especially true if you have a lot of oak trees on your property. Yes, I am talking about oak mites, the bane of any gardener, any landscape enthusiast's existence. Oak mite bites are one of the worst things, I feel like, one of the worst bites you can get, simply because they are incredibly itchy and they last what feels like forever. So we're going to be talking about one, how to treat them effectively, and two, I'm going to be giving you a recipe for an all-natural insect spray that utilizes essential oils that can sort of help you keep a lot of those oak mites from sticking around long enough on you um, that they'll end up biting you. So that's what we're talking about today, but first, a word from our sponsor. So if you have ever had an oak mite bite, you already know what I'm talking about. They are horrible. They last or they can last something for like two weeks because oak mites actually, I'm sorry, this is going to get gross, but they burrow under your skin and they lay eggs and they feed on the juices, the liquids in your skin. It's terrible, right? And they itch like fire. They itch like crazy and itching can cause infection. They're they're just they're the worst. If you've never dealt with them or if you're wondering whether you've ever dealt with them um, but you've been kind of suspicious, here's the scoop. They primarily live in surprise, not surprise, oak trees, but most often pin oak trees. So that's a variety of oak tree. They are microscopic You cannot see them with the naked eye. And they float on the breeze. They can float through a screened-in deck with ease because they're terrible little beasts like that. They ride around on you and your clothes for hours at a time. And like I said, their bites itch worse than anything I have ever experienced, probably ever. And like most bug bites, scratching makes them worse. Only with these, scratching them almost seems to make the red inflamed area spread, and it kind of really does spread because it spreads as an infection. They welt up like crazy, and they often have a white sort of head um, in the middle, kind of like a pimple, but it's not poppable. That is that is definitely something to note. You cannot pop it, so don't try. You're just going to end up hurting yourself, creating a scar, etc., Oak mites tend to bite you on exposed areas of skin. So 
on your neck, on your arms, on your legs, mostly the upper body though, kind of as they drift down from the trees. I have tried everything when it comes to how to treat oak mite bites. I've tried hydrocortisone cream. I've tried allergy pills. I have tried calamine lotion or sarna. None of it worked for longer than like five to 10 minutes for me. For some people, those things, you know, maybe they do work for oat mites. They don't work for me and they don't work for Mr. B either. And honestly, his reaction to oak mite bites is a lot worse because his reaction to all insect bites in general is a lot worse. He just has very sensitive um, kind of overreactions to bug bites. So what does work when it comes to treating these oak mite bites that can last for like weeks at a time. The thing that works, and it's so crazy simple, but I'm going to explain, is heat. So the way I figured this out was one day at work, I was about to go out of my mind, like the oak bites I had were scattered on my back and they'd welted up so bad that they felt like I had some extra vertebra in there. And during my lunch hour at work, I, I went to the gym for my workout which I could barely focus on because of all the itching. But after my workout, I hopped into a hot shower. And holy moly, you guys, first of all, I want to tell you that running those bug bites under hot water will feel about 10 times worse for a few seconds. It's like they're itching and on fire. But then the itchiness kind of melts away. When I got out and toweled off, I noticed that my itching felt better. So I was careful not to rub the bites, not to scratch them, and I just kind of dabbed at them to get everything dry. The itching was practically gone, and it stayed gone for at least two hours, like way longer than any cream I had ever tried. Why does that work? So it's really cool and sciencey. It turns out that the pain reaction caused by itching And the pain reaction caused by subjecting our skin to heat, those two pain reactions utilize the same nerve cells. So when you trigger both of those reactions at the same time, so you already have something itchy, right, because of the bug bite, and then you subject it to heat, it like overloads those nerve cells and they sort of short circuit and shut down for a time. Now, I want to say that, first of all, You should only get the water as hot as you can stand. Do not pour boiling water on your oak mite bites. Do not scald yourself. Do not give yourself third degree burns. That is not what I'm talking about here. I am talking about simply taking a very hot shower, a shower that you can stand to stand under, but kind of just barely. And it's interesting because there are scientific papers out there. If you want to, you can click the link to the sister post for this episode and you can find I've actually linked to a scientific study that proves that heat helps relieve bug bites. I also want to say that this shutdown in the nerve cells only lasts for a few hours tops, but honestly, a few hours of relief is better than incessant itchiness because that incessant itchiness is what, you know, encourages us to scratch and then we scratch and then things get infected and then they get a whole lot worse. Also important to note that the hot water does not draw the oak mites out. I haven't read about anything that draws oak mites out of the skin, drawing salve, anything like that. So I I do also want to put that out there. I mean, 
it would have to be something crazy hot, like 140 degrees. And again, you would get burns as a result of that. Something I did find out though, is once I get out of the shower, um, really hot shower, and then dab some just straight up tea tree oil. If you've never used tea tree oil on your body directly, be very careful with it. Maybe put it in, like, make sure you're putting it in a non-sensitive area on your body first to make sure you don't have any sort of bad or allergic reaction to it. But if you don't have a reaction to it or you used it before and you know that it's safe for you, if you dab a little bit of tea tree oil on those bites after you get out of the shower, it actually seems to make the relief from the shower last longer than just a few hours. If you don't want to take a really hot shower, you don't want to waste water just to relieve bug bites, I get it. That would be pretty wasteful and irresponsible. And honestly, I only do it that way when, I'm out, when I was already planning to take a shower. The good news is you can use a heating pad for this purpose. You can use a hot water bottle or a hot compress. You can even use a spoon that's been run under hot water from the tap. Just kind of apply that spoon to the bite for around 30 seconds or so, or until it kind of cools off. So that is how you treat the oak mite bites. So how do you keep from getting the oak mite bites in the first place? Well, the first thing you can do is when you're working out in the garden, oak mites are the most active kind of starting in August. So we're kind of coming up onto that time frame, and then they kind of ramp up in activity throughout the fall as leaves fall from the trees. So telling you this now so that you can be prepared. Um, when you're working out in the yard, try your best to wear, you know, shirts that have collars on them. Try to wear long sleeve shirts and long pants. You know, if it's really hot outside, obviously try to wear lightweight fabric. Try to wear a hat that can sort of keep those oak mites from landing on your face and on your neck as much. When you come in from working out in the yard, take a shower. Take all those clothes off because like I said, oak mites can ride around on your skin and on your clothes for hours before they finally decide to or find a place to burrow under your skin. Another thing though that can help is bug spray. And I'm not talking about commercial bug repellent because I really, really don't like to use commercial bug repellent with DEET in it. I understand that it works really well, but poisons do work really well. And I honestly, I have a problem with spraying something that's a poison directly onto my skin. I, I don't like it. I don't feel like it's good for me. There are lots and lots of people that, you know, they believe the opposite. Um, but that, that's what I believe is best for my body. If you are inclined along those same lines of thinking, I have this recipe for an all-natural bug spray. The best oils for repelling common pests, there are a lot of them. So I'm just going to be talking about what I put in this spray for oak mite bites. I use it. Mr. B actually also uses it, and I feel good about it because it's natural. It also doesn't feel sticky after you apply it, like commercially available bug repellents and bug sprays. It just soaks into your skin. I also, even though it has essential oils in it, it also has witch hazel, and I have never had a problem with it staining my clothes. Granted, I wear pretty, you know, 
I would say grimy, not going to wear these clothes out in public kind of clothes um, out to work in the yard or work in the garden. So I don't really worry about things like staining my clothes anyway, but I do spray this on both my skin and on my clothes to help repel oak mites. But then this also helps repel mosquitoes, ticks, and chiggers, the, the different essential oils in here. So on to the ingredients. 20 drops of lemon or lemongrass oil, 20 drops of lavender oil, 20 drops peppermint oil, 20 drops eucalyptus oil, 20 drops tea tree oil, and then 1.5 ounces of witch hazel. Now, I know that that sounds like a lot of drops of essential oil, but honestly, when you're counting drop by drop, it's it's not a lot. And it's all able to fit in a little two ounce spray bottle. And that will last me pretty much the whole length of time, the whole summer, basically, if not a little bit longer. You mix it all in one bottle, you shake it up really, really, really good so that it all kind of emulsifies the witch hazel and the oils in there can kind of emulsify a little bit. And then spray it really liberally um, on your skin and on your clothes as well, like I said kind of like an extra layer of protection. So I will have a link to the post that has this recipe for all natural bug spray. I will link to that also in the show notes for this episode so that you can have that easily accessible as well. So that's it for today. Like I said, I know not super gardening related, not related to growing your own food, but we are coming up on that time of year. And I know that for some of us, it can be really, really difficult um, to deal with. I will not have an episode next week on August 5th. Next week is my birthday and I do take the week of my birthday off from blogging and podcasting and also my full-time day job of being a writer. So you will not hear from me next week, but you'll hear from me the week after that. I will be talking to you about canning, specifically an introduction to water bath canning. So all these lovely, delicious things that you're growing in your garden, at this point, you might be like, oh my gosh, this needs to stop. I can't keep up with everything that's rolling in. And that's fine because what you can do is you can cook them up into sauces and you can can them, certain things anyway, even without a pressure cooker or pressure canner, which if I'm really honest, I'm a little bit of a baby about and I still haven't bought one because I'm scared to use it. So um, water bath canning though, I can do and I have done for many years now, totally safe. So that is what's going to be coming up in the next episode. But again, that episode won't be airing until August 12th. So until next time, thank you so very much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. Those of you that have been writing in with questions, how to deal with certain plants, how to deal with certain pests and diseases and things like that. You are absolutely welcome. I appreciate helping every one of you. Um, Until I start getting thousands of people asking me questions, there's absolutely no need to worry about it. Um, I, I enjoy spending my time that way. When it starts becoming unsustainable for me to do that, then we'll worry about it and figure out something else. So again, thanks so much. 
and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Own Food podcast. Visit beeandbasil.com for helpful how-to articles, images, and recipes.